So, you have created a business and are excited to grow it. Well, before you start scaling it, make sure that you have covered all the essentials when it comes to your online presence. Because with an oversaturated marketplace, you must perceive as a reliable brand in order to stand out and get your target audience's attention. But how to build a reliable brand? What are the must-have assets or channels you should use? Well, in this episode, we will cover the basics and uh, if you are new in the marketplace then it's a great guide for you but if you are already uh, well established business then I believe it will be a great reminder for you as well so stay tuned hi it's Marilise and Laura we created this podcast for you a business owner and a marketer who wants to be connected supported and inspired because no one wins alone thanks for being here and let's get started Hi, thank you for tuning in to Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Today we want to dive into a very important topic for, I would say, every business owner, and that is your brand reliability. It is quite often that we come across these incredible people, successful and well-experienced professionals who are excited about what they do, uh, but they still struggle with finding new clients. And when we look into it, then often it means that their online presence does not really reflect uh, very same professionalism. So we all know that we live in the world which is overwhelmed with information. So you usually have just a second or two um, uh, to have this first impression. So you want to make sure you are well presented as, uh, online as well, because uh, people will make those assumptions uh, about your brand within a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. And even if you don't have a website yet, then uh, you're still communicating with people. You know, you go to networking events, you're adding new connections on LinkedIn, you know, visiting different events and so on, which means that the first step for online reliability for any brand is to have a self-introduction ready, whether it is to be used online or offline. And uh, what we mean by self-introduction is if somebody asks what it is that you do, do you know how to answer that question in just one sentence? Uh, this same information should be very briefly and very concisely available on your website, on your social media profiles and everywhere that you, uh, you go to make new connections. Mm-hmm. And you only get one chance for this first impression really everywhere, right? And you want to make sure it's memorable. And uh, equally important is the next step. If someone wants to get in contact with you and get more information about uh, what you're doing, where should they go now, right? So your contact information uh, should be available uh, for them. And um, you should remember that um, this uh, professional image starts even from here. Uh, Consider investing in a domain and using an email address like info at mycompany.com because, uh, for example, mary81 at gmail.com does not sound very very reliable. Yeah, and I feel like often many businesses uh, assume that it's very complicated or it costs a lot of money to set that custom email up. But uh, the reality is that they don't even cost that much. It's about $5 or maybe $10 on uh, Google Mail to have your own custom email. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot, uh, 5 or 10 per month. 
Uh, and um, the thing is that most likely you do have a website and you have already purchased a domain for your website. So you can just use that very same domain for your email as well. So it's all aligned. Mm -hmm. uh, and another thing when it comes to emails is thinking about your email signature. There are two ways that uh, you can approach this topic. The first way is to keep it super simple. And I would say that this is the trendy way right mm -hmm. now. Uh, and the second way is to make it super fancy, which was what people did a couple of years ago or maybe five years ago. And by super fancy, I mean, you know, including your headshot and then some social media links and all of the call to actions and so on, uh, which can look very nice. But uh, there are a few things you must consider. First of all, uh, this beautiful email signature may not look beautiful in every device <laughs> and for every email um, mailbox that your you know, customers are using. Some are using Gmail, some are using Outlook and so on. And the second thing is that uh, your email signature may become too heavy, uh, which means that your email will be rated as spam. And you definitely don't want that, especially if you're talking with uh, your customers or your potential customers. So my advice is uh, that less is more. So go with the simple version, but make sure to at least include a link to your website or if you have multiple call to actions, then uh, perhaps uh, Linktree is a good uh, option because there you can uh, use uh, several links and several call to actions and just uh, you know, use that one Linktree uh, in the signature. Mm -hmm. And talking about less is more, the same approach uh, goes to your website because uh, this is, uh, your website serves, I would say, you know, at the heart of your online presence. And uh, it is where those potential clients seek information about your products or services. And you want to make sure they will get this information very quickly. So it's more than just, you know, self-promotion for you or for your company. It's more about uh, uh, your potential clients uh, who need to find what's in it for them on your website, right? Because uh, they need to um, understand that your product or your service will help them with, uh, with their needs and uh, with the problems they have. And also all the texts and visuals should of course highlight um, what they stand to gain, what, as I said, what's in it for them and how you can help uh, to solve their problems. So what is uh, unique about your business? Why should I <laughs> collaborate with your business? So go over your website uh, through the perspective of a potential client who doesn't know anything about you yet. Do they want to read this, you know, long paragraphs about uh, what you have done and how great you are or, you know, other things you might want to impress them? Um, or maybe they just want to find solutions to their problems. Mm -hmm. Well, we have been guilty of this <laughs> for mm -hmm. sure. Um, I think that there is this internal need uh, for every business owner to justify how great we are or why should you, you know, choose us. But, um, you know, those potential customers are really not looking uh, for that information when they are searching for solutions for their problems. Uh, so once you have, uh, once they have understood by looking at your website that yes, potentially you could be a great fit for them, then they are, you know, willing to receive this extra information about, you know, what's your background, who are your clients and so on. But um, I also want to emphasize that there is a big difference between saying, I'm so great and others saying, oh, Laura is so great. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is um, social proof is crucial. So if you have any testimonials from customers, 
definitely use them. Use them on your front page as soon as people get on the website because that really cultivates trust. Because as a potential customer, I see that other people have chosen to invest their money into your business and are satisfied with those results. And also, don't forget about a call to action on your website because you want people to you know, show their interest because you can't use that information that, okay, I had like 100 people on the website, they didn't do anything. Of course, you want to get those contacts. So think what is an attractive call to action for your target audience? Is it maybe about, um, you know, sign up for a weekly update? So it's a newsletter call to action. Or maybe you have a lead magnet call to action so that they can, you know, download something and get a sense of who you are and what uh, you do. Because you want that engagement, you want to get those warm leads, not just any contact. Mm-hmm. I agree. And talking about other online channels you might use, regardless the exact channel that you use, uh, the most important part is to remember the consistency and this rec- recognizability uh, on these uh, social media platforms, because these are like a cornerstones, you know, for for online credibility. This means that you have to maintain this uniformity in your logo, colors and overall style, even in your copy, I would say, um, across all online channels. So whether it's your website, social media profile or email communications, um, this cohesive appearance uh, helps your brand really uh, shine. And also, do not forget about your personal branding. Uh, and this is especially important um, for B2B audiences, which is business to business. And uh, you should think um, uh, how to have this polished and active presence, of course, on LinkedIn or other channels, if they are relevant to your industry, maybe, or to your target market. So. The most important here is to remember that people work with people, not with companies and not with those faceless or nameless brands. So this means that they are looking for these real individuals behind the brand. Mm -hmm. It is true. And I want to also emphasize uh, one channel or a couple of channels that people tend to overlook. And these are especially important when you have a physical location, so a store, for example. And uh, that's uh, Google and Waze, if you are using Waze in your country. So any navigation software or tool or app that is available and that your target audience is using, make sure that your information there is correct. Definitely have the correct address, the correct opening times and any other uh, relevant um, information. For example, if you are closed for holidays, then uh, make sure to have that information there so that people won't be surprised. You can also have information about any campaigns there and it can really be a great uh, channel that uh, shows what's happening in your business and people who are actually looking to visit you very soon can get that information. And if you have a Google business um, page or account, which I really recommend you to do because that is free, uh, then you can even add posts on Google, which means that when they are searching for your company, then in the Google listing, they also uh, will see the recent posts. So the recent post could be about an ongoing campaign, for example, or like a new blog article or, or something mm-hmm. that you really want to highlight so that they can um, get that information. And of course, Google 
really um, puts a lot of uh, emphasis uh, emphasis on their own listings. So mm -hmm. you know, using Google uh, Google's products is really helpful if, uh, in terms of uh, organic search and visibility there. And it also reminds me of CEO, which is uh, SEO. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the CEO. <laughs> search engine optimization, yeah. uh, because if you want people to find your business organically uh, online uh, as they search for you know different keywords then um, you must be very mindful about uh, you know, how you can improve SEO for your business, right? And also, you may want to consider paid ads for your business, especially if your competitors are very active there, because uh, paid ads you know, show up uh, in the Google search results as well. Yeah, and there are so many other things that we could list here, but we don't want this episode to be half an hour long, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, stop with the current list. But I just wanted to um, emphasize that uh, they are all based on the same principle. So be consistent with your information, have this unified visual identity. So no matter which channel I am seeing your company on, it's the same, same logo, same colors, same style. So I recognize it. Uh, and uh, yeah, just be recognizable in different channels and, and look at the content through the eyes of your potential customers so that it would be appealing to them. Mm -hmm. And once this solid foundation is in place, your marketing efforts will be so much easier because a well-established and consistent online presence saves you money, time, nerves, <laughs> your resources in the long run, for sure. So prioritize mastering the basics before, you know, propelling your brand to those new heights there. And to wrap up, building a reliable brand online is all about making a lasting first impression and maintaining uh, this trust across different uh, platforms, because your online presence really is the first touch point uh, for potential clients. So make sure it really reflects your professionalism uh, and the value you offer really. Okay, so these steps we shared, I hope these are helpful and, uh, and I hope you start building your you know, reliable and su successful online brand. <laughs> yep, and if you have any questions or you want to share some feedback with us, then uh, find the link in the show notes. And uh, also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast because we have uh, more episodes uh, coming up. And um, thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Take care. Bye. No one wins alone. Be connected, supported and inspired inside the powerful marketers community. Find the link in the show notes.